everyone! Welcome to this episode of Animation Communication. Um, we're here still doing the, the things. So I'm I love Kim Possible Lot or KP. If you're new, um, this is our podcast. We talk about animation and film and whatever the intro said. The intro says it better than I can, essentially. Um, so I'm again. I'm KP, and as always, or I guess always recently, I have my co-host Riddle. So Riddle, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Welcome to episode 69. Nice. So um, we'll be discussing Steven Universe stuff. If you've um, liked Steven Universe, I, I don't know what the fandom is like since the show's been over, at least for a couple of years, but we'll, we'll get to that. So um, with us this week is our guest, Jake Neutron. Jake, why don't you tell the internet who you are and what you do and why you're neat? Hey, I'm I'm Jake Neutron. I'm a multimedia artist, so I do animations, music, etc., etc. Currently, right now, I am in my Friday Night Funkin' era, so that's what I work on every day. But um, I used to... What is a Friday Night Funk, if people don't know what that oh, yeah. is? It's Friday Night Funkin'. It's that, you know, that, that cool little rhythm, indie rhythm game that has a really huge modding community and is um, constantly on fire. It's DDR for your fingers. Exactly. I just see it and I think of... Um... What, what was that? The, the, the Mystery Skulls thing? Because it has kind of the same kind of, oh, yeah. you know, keyframing. Yeah. I think, like, most uh, character idols, um, literally, like, they're, they're using the same rules of the bop. What's the bop? You know, the, the little bop that uh, all the characters in Mystery Skulls are always doing. Oh, the little head bop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I was I was talking about, Riddle. So, yeah, we head bop animation. And, um... So we're going to jump to the news. Um, anyway, so thanks, Jake, for being here. And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Steven Universe in a second. Um, but I guess we'll just get to the news because of this recording. Um, you know, this show is obviously not about politics, but, you know, it's not been a great week. Um, it has not. Yeah. Uh, Roe versus Wade got overturned officially in the Supreme Court and everyone's kind of has mixed feelings about it. Um so everyone in my circle, at least, is pretty bummed. So that tells you a little bit about me. But it's everyone's just exhausted. So hopefully we can talk about some cartoons and distract ourselves from our problems. So, Riddle, what story would you like to do first? Oh, no. New stories. Well, first story, it might be a little bit of um, alarming. Uh, there's going to be a new CG Caillou that's being reanimated. Um, it's going to be a new... 52 11-minute sections. Um, Caillou, you know, there's the story of a um, young family on PBS. Um, let's see. It, even for, like, it famously, like, over 200 episodes, it's, like, very, very long-running. And it has a bit of a, you know, a culture around it. Like, oh, it's, it's, the, it's, the, bald, it's the bald kid with cancer. It's, it's it, That's the, always been the meme around it. It's still going, and they're going to just go at it again. Um, are they remaking fi- the the old episodes, or are they making actual new content? I believe I believe they're making new content, new fifty two eleven minute sections, and then the five um, forty four minute sections that are going to be specials. God. Okay, and I guess if if Jake, you want to jump in on this too, like, can you guys explain a little bit about the the meme culture with Caillou? Because I I've always not find him. I always found him not incredibly annoying, but I know the internet hates him, and I don't really understand why. Besides, he's just annoying. I guess. I always thought it was so. like, like it was because in so many episodes he is so bratty. Yeah, he's just a little brat. And he sometimes like he sometimes gets what he wants, even though like his behavior was like 
awful. And I know for parents, it's like, because like with, with kids content, even if you have like characters like acting awful and you show the consequences for that, kids aren't going to, that's not going to sink into kids immediately. So they imitate that stuff. So if you have a character like Caillou being a, like a complete brat on screen, your kids might imitate it. People hated that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it's like the opposite of Louie as far as just, you know, oh, yeah. having a really not good, you know, child role model. Mm-hmm. So them bringing that back. Ooh. I mean, I, I guess I'm surprised, too, because I, I thought everyone was like, you know, when they announced they were stopped going to making... When they announced they were going to stop making Kite... I'll get it. Yeah. When they announced that they were going to end Caillou... There we go. I said it. Um, like, the internet was very ding-dong. The witch was deady. So... I'm surprised that, you know, I guess the core market is still there or something businessy or something like that. They're they're a multinational corporate um, corporate entity like with 21 different languages and billions of hours of watch time. It's quite ridiculous how how much Caillou has prolifer- proliferated. Oh god. We're never going to escape yeah. him. Well, I think he'll eventually fade out as if you guys, if what you guys are describing is true, I think eventually we'll be like, hey, my kid likes Caillou, but then it turns into my problem. Like, can't we watch something where, you know, the children actually learn something about being good children and not just this this kid? Yeah. Uh, I'm bluey. Come on, parents. Is it, is it ever explained why he's bald? Is that just like, you know, does he, can he just not grow hair, you know? He's Caillou. Probably just can't grow hair. <laughs> he's Caillou. He's a bald little baby. <laughs> Little baby boy, baby that's been four years old for over twenty-one years. Yep, time time pass, passes differently in the Matrix, I guess. So, all right, uh, so I guess that will be a thing that happens. <laughs> Riddle, you're gonna you're gonna watch all fifty-two episodes, right? Yes, I'll review them just for you. I'll suffer. This will be the, my cross to bear. I'm so sorry. Uh, that's okay. I'll survive. <laughs> um, speaking of bald people. Um, what a, a, what a great transition! You're welcome. <laughs> the, the the odds ones out. You know the little character, the little round, little little round white blob man. Um, he's going to have his own animation series on Netflix coming at the end of the year. Um, oh yeah, it's going to be called Oddballs. Um, he made an announcement on his YouTube. Um, it's I, I think this is a pretty good thing because you know we had just had smiling friends and that's another YouTuber Zach Hadel, and so we're we're given. YouTubers with talent, um, the resources to make their own shows, um, instead of like having annoying orange. And, um, I think Fred also had his own series. Like those were like very corporate controlled and then they turned out like just awful. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest difference, um, between the Fred thing and this thing is like, it's actual artists and animators who are getting these shows and not just someone with a camera. Yep. I mean, Zach, well, Zach is an animator. He's more of a comedian than an animator. So he's not like, you know, I don't, he's not putting pencil to paper. He's just writing the stories and, you know, just giving YouTubers the creative control to create the things they like. Um, I think this is, it's a good thing. Oh yeah. I'm go ahead. Yeah. There was like, there was talk for a while for like the, the don't hug me. I'm scared to to get its own series as well that's kind of been meandering forever but i think that's more independent didn't they just announce oh no they yeah they just announced something that they're gonna they're gonna like on channel four in britain or something they're gonna do a don't hug me i'm scared special oh that's good yeah yeah 
Yeah, I saw it in my feed, and um, for those who don't know, Anthony, um, the editor that was in with me a like five epi- five or ten episodes ago talking about the team, uh, we went to MomoCon this year, um, and I was a guest at MomoCon, it was cool, but he actually cosplayed as the clock character from Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, and not a lot of people got it, but... You know, there was one little girl who was really excited and asked, and asked if he was charging for pictures. <laughs> well, I, I know this is like slightly off topic, but also on topic. Uh, I was at MobileCon 2, and I, I missed your panel, but I went, I think I went into that panel room sometime afterwards, and there was just one of them. Because were you handing out some poster type thing? Because we found one on the floor that was just like under someone's seat. And I was like, look, guys. Free I think it's I think it's in my backpack oh. somewhere. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, um, it's, I mean, not relatively new thing we do for conventions, but during conventions, we have things that we give away um, for people. So Fabulous. that's probably what you found. So um, I guess for those listening, if you ever want to meet me at a con, um, so I was vending too, Jake, so, you know, I you could have found me there. But anyway, um, so... I did spot you, but I was lot afraid of, to say hi. <laughs> well, now now you now I'm forcing you to say yeah. hi, so hi. <laughs> um, but, Scary. yeah, so... A lot of times, so I'm doing, I do conventions a lot, and I'm trying to, you know, up it to do conventions, because I like doing conventions, and I like teaching kids and, you know, adults about art and how to get into art if they don't know how to art. But a lot of times, people don't know who I am, and they're just like, what the fuck is an I Love Kim Possible a lot? Did you voice Kim Possible? <laughs> so in order to kind of help with that, but also encourage genuine genuine interactions with people um and not just being like hey buy some shit guys which i do that too um i give out coloring pages so i have a like a couple of different coloring pages options and i'll probably have more the next con so i think for momocon i had i had um my little pony so it was just my oc and discord it's just like the line art and, and kids can color it i have like a disney princess version and then I had Rick, a Rick and Morty version, and then I have a Harley Quinn one, but the Harley Quinn one I'm going to retire because, you know, it's, it's kind of a hard sell if you don't really like Harley Quinn, I guess, for some reason for kids. They're just like, who is this character? So, but anyway, it's just a way for me to engage and kind of start talking to people, but also you get a prize for, you know, saying hi, and then I give them out of panels too if people, you know, want them at panel. But anyway... Um, good marketing tip for people who are interested in that, but um, I don't know what we were talking about. But yeah, MomoCon was neat, and hello, I'm, or don't hug me, I'm scared, is coming out with new content, I guess. Hooray. Hooray. Oh yeah, oddballs. <laughs> Hooray. Oddballs. Oh yeah, oddballs. So, um, I was just going to point out that I think it's really good because, you know, I think the industry is slowly... Be more accepting. Uh, I mean, it's still got a long way to go because we're dealing with a bunch of old boomers who are like, I don't know what a YouTuber is. What does that mean? But basically, YouTubers in general are, you know, proving their credibility by, you know, making YouTube content. So, like, I, I, I know we work hard on our YouTube content. So I think it's a good strategy and there's already an audience and there's already a way to market the thing versus just coming up with something new. So as a business strategy you know, situation thing is a little bit less of a risk than just, you know, hoping that an independent creator with their independent idea, you know, works out, which it can work out and cannot work out. You know, that's how business works. But it's, I think it's an interesting, um, an, an interesting development. And I would eventually like to break in professionally as a showrunner. That's kind of my end goal right now. So, hey, Disney, if you're listening to this podcast, hit me up. I will give you my resume. 
Give us a show. Give us a show. I know I saw the um the the teaser trailer for Oddballs, and I thought it, I thought it, I thought it looked pretty cute. I know that um I feel like it's definitely aimed towards like kids and maybe like families that might watch that kind of stuff together because it, it's it's still it's still it's still very much like um he's your story time youtuber so he's for everyone yeah i would like and like i would I, honestly i wouldn't expect it going any other way like i think i feel like that's like the that this is the perfect direction for something like that i might be a little bit confused about some of the art direction choices because i mean like um uh, I mean, like, the Arwen Zout's character himself looks very different from all the other characters that were shown in, like, the poster and teaser trailer. Like, one literally looks like a human, and then... Right, He's uh, not unmodeled. We gotta redo the <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're trying to do for that mixed-media kind of thing that they're doing at, um, for Smiling Friends. Maybe. That would make sense. Well, mixed art styles. And Riddle, you know more about this than I do. Are they still like producing Spiral? Are they still producing Smiling Friends, or are they kind of one and done? Because I know it came out during the pandemic, so I'm not sure. Right. Um, as far as that, no clue. We'll, no clue. I think everything's locked up tight under NDA right now until they have a trailer. Well, unless there is no trailer. <laughs> unless there is no trailer. Yep. Yeah, that's, that. That's what I was saying. Okay, I was just curious if you if you knew because I did really enjoy that one episode. Um, that. I found so. Yep, it's successful, so I I don't know why they wouldn't. But I think you know, like before we move on, I think it's. I just wanted to point out that I think it's an interesting take um, because for these streaming services to try to get YouTubers to do YouTube things, because you run a risk of the YouTuber themselves not knowing how to be professional, essentially, which you know happens sometimes. Yeah, I've dealt with a lot of people who don't know how to manage their time. Um, as we were talking a li- about a little bit before the we started recording. But, you know, I think at the same time, you already have built an advertisement for it. And if you're not Disney Plus and you're not Netflix and you don't really have to worry, if you're a company that does have to worry about, like, standing out comparatively to those, um, you know, those streaming services, I think it's a smart business decision um, to invest in someone who already has people interested in them yeah but it also um like backfire on the youtuber like you if you remember aaron hansen and in, in game jam that that game jam completely fell apart they, they wanted to make like a game show about making games and it was like sponsored like aggressively by mountain dew and they 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 wanted to change it to be like a um like a drama show like like the bachelor or something instead of something with mountain dew yeah with mountain dew everywhere oh my god <laughs> Like, they wanted people, if they wanted to drink water, they said, okay, I want you to empty out the Mountain Dew can and put water in it. Uh, it, it, was that, it, was, it was that aggressive. It's like people who don't know how to be creative shouldn't make creative decisions. Yeah. Uh. We just need to, get, we need to get that Mountain Dew in front of them. In front of the cameras. <laughs> now I know about Mountain Dew show. Is there any other news, Riddle? Any other news? Um, the other bit of news I could find out that Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.10 Thrice Upon a Time is finally getting released uh, to theaters. Um, it was This is a spinoff of the original Evangelion. It's in, in movie form. Um, what is Evangelion? Is that an anime? Evangelion is a very popular anime. Um, it's, it's very famous for having a very weird ending. Um, like the, the, sh- the showrunner 
was very depressed and he he just wanted to end the series not i don't know about himself but he wanted to end the series he was just very sad um and in the, the the ending made very little sense like did you watch evangelion um jake oh yeah i, I did and i remember i feel like i saw there's probably like two different endings i don't remember yeah. which one i saw but i'm pretty sure like i remember everybody like turning into orange fanta so that's what i remember yeah yeah, it's 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 weird. It's weird stuff. There's a there's a famous scene which is um, um, referenced in um, Steven Universe where they're around clapping around the main character saying congratulations. Oh yeah, um, that is that is a famous Evangelion scene that was at the end of the series where you know everyone failed. Good good job doing your homework, Riddle. You 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 made it tie into the the subject and everything. You're welcome. <laughs> so is it? I mean, I've never seen this. I've never, I mean, again, I don't anime, which hopefully will change over the course of, you know, the podcast and stuff. We'll, we'll get there. But I guess, is it kind of like Chronicles of, is it kind of like Chronicles of Narnia where everyone just kind of goes to heaven at the end, essentially? No, the world ends. Oh, well, that's similar. Yeah, everyone like, yeah. everyone like turns into pee and the world ends. <laughs> yeah. The... Oh, what, what, so why are they making more of this? Um, because it was very memorable and marketable and they they maybe to give it a different ending i have not seen it so i don't know how the ending will end maybe we'll get something other than everyone turns to fanta and then the world floods and maybe it will get sponsored by mountain dew and then they'll turn into mountain dew instead exactly mountain <laughs> dew instead of fanta they did, like like three um <laughs> movies that they had put on amazon for a time are those the ones yep. going into theaters, or is this a new thing? This is this is the fourth. This is the fourth and final. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to wrap up the series, so we'll see how it ends. The, how is everyone? How is everyone going? How are the storylines going to end? Is, is Shinji going to not stop being a bitch? Who, who knows? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go see it and not know what's going on because I didn't watch those Amazon films. I saw the show, um, then I accidentally watched the recap movies on Netflix. Um, and then stopped interacting with the media. It might be a little bit confusing then, but I, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have the same like um, essence. It's like watching um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and then the original Full Metal Alchemist um, anime. You know, it's, it's it's similar characters, just different settings. I think that's actually that's actually the order that I watched those in. Although I don't think I finished <laughs> watching the original. I like watched the first episode. It was like, what? yep. yep. <laughs> People should give the original a try. It is it is definitely a different anime. It's less polished. It's less pretty, but it, it, I, I enjoy it mm. quite a bit. Okay, um, I guess we'll move on to our main point of discussion, which is uh, Steven Universe. Um, Steven Universe. Yes. Yeah, You've been living under the rock, Steven Universe. Speaking of anime. Show. Speaking of anime. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Steven Universe. Oh, is Avatar the last Airbender in anime? I have to check now. Um, I'm just the Simpsons is anime if you think about it hard enough. <laughs> I guess it depends on like um, your definition what, of anime. You know, qualifies as an anime. I qualify it via like if it was like made in Japan or with the help of like a Japanese studio. I don't think Steven Universe would count. In it's, that. Def- well, it's definitely anime I mean, inspired. Yeah. I mean a lot. Generally, how Western stuff works for cartoons, if they want to do frame by frame, is they'll outsource the actual animation to different countries because it's cheaper. So, like, even Kim Possible was made in Malaysia, like, the actual animation and, and stuff. So it's also about, you know, 
American sensibilities and their sense of humor and, like, who is driving the, so- the story and who's producing it at the end of the day. That's why Avatar isn't really considered an anime, even though it looks and talks and was made not in America, because, you know, American, some white old Americans made it, so. <laughs> it was voice acted in Canada. Voice acted in Canada? I think it was... That's new. No, I think it was voice acted... That that was Pony Brittle. <laughs> Okay, sorry. I always think everything is in Canada. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes for, like, they'll have the voice actors in Canada or same thing. They'll have the, the actual grunt work done in Canada. No, grunt work done in Canada because it is cheaper. So, like, that's why all of um, Friendship is Magic. Like, a lot of the, the creative decisions were done in Canada because that is where the studio where Hasbro hired to make the show is. And that's why they're all Canadian um actresses and fun fact tara strong is in it because she has dual citizenship so she can be hired for both canadian and american shows yeah you know are you gonna get dual citizenship to canada yeah why well with the things that are going on right now you are you thinking about in case you need to get some work up there um I don't know. I don't know how that process works. Um, I guess I gotta go marry Kennedy and BRB. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I can. I'm just. I, I just plan to work independently until someone, Senpai Disney, notices me. Save um, me. Save me. So anyway, um, so Jake, I'm gonna just rely on you for Steven Universe discussion. So yeah. I guess to start off the. The, the thing with this episode discussion with, can you describe Steven Universe to people who have never seen Steven Universe but might want to watch it or something like that? Like, And also, what is the big deal? Oh my god, describe Steven Universe. Um, I mean, Steven Universe was one of the, um, the 2010 era Cartoon Network shows. Um, it was created by Rebecca Sugar and it's essentially supposed to be about this like um, young teenage boy that is half human, half gem, and gems are an alien species that are comprised of rocks. And the series is about him, like, both kind of learning more about himself and also the world around him. And I remember the thesis of the show was supposed to be that these um, alien creatures that are part of Stephen's family enjoy being part of his slice of life, life as much as they do being um, alien war criminals I'm gonna say and war protectors criminals. of the earth and protectors of the earth oh god just... and kind of just hiding out too yeah I mean like this is like this show takes place post a, a really like an intergalactic war and then it, I guess the war kind of like gets wrapped up um, near the end of the original series but it's like a civil war right it's not between earth and the aliens yeah it was like, it was like a civil it was like a gem civil war about how we want to we want to be free and we also want to protect this planet and homeworld was like no stop <laughs> and uh all the stuff with the rose and pink diamond and there's twists and turns and oh boy the show is a the show is a lot but i think one of the the, the the one of the things that stuck out the most to people about the show was um it was a pretty show it um it had good characters and plenty of good writing moments and it all this with most of the cast being queer like um uh there's uh lesbians in the show very overtly even if they don't say it out loud um they're they had to get around the censors somehow yeah uh the gender non-conforming 
stuff in it. Um, rather, it was like Steven kind of not really caring about uh, gender roles or like the gems kind of uh, breaking what is typically um, expected of female characters on screen. They gave um, other kinds of um, marginalized groups spotlight, but as honestly, as much as they could, it seemed, because behind the scenes, Cartoon Network and the censors and all that were really like eating away at like the show's production, uh, constantly asking for changes or not letting them do things. I think the show even the show's original run kind of like ended up. Um, it suffered from it. The, the the White Diamond arc. Yeah, really got like Rebecca Sugar really wanted that wedding in there, and they were like, "All right, but um, you know, if we do this, uh, we might not be able to order another season." And the crew was like, "We're fine with that. Better to have it there, <laughs> not at all." Yeah, I employ them. And then they got another season anyway, right? And then they got and then they got a movie. And then they got a spin-off series because uh at least this is what I heard. Um Cartoon Network felt that like uh there is no point of having a movie if there's nothing uh, afterwards to advertise. So Steven Universe Future was ordered. And that was a completely new story. This was after Cartoon Network basically made them wrap up the whole story that they had planned for Steven Universe. So they had to make a whole new story. Uh, and they decided to focus on Steven in the miniseries. Yep, which is, they did a pretty good job for as little time they had to prepare. Yeah. I guess, like, how did they agree, how did they come to terms to make a movie if they were just going to cut the show off anyway? I don't know. I know that, like, I think, I, I wouldn't, I, 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 I would need sources for this, but um, I think there, something about a movie must have always been, like, considered in the cards. They knew that they were going to have a movie for a bit, though. I think, like, um, because as far as I remember, Mr. Greg episode was the, them practicing doing a musical episode because they knew that if they were to do, do a movie, they'd want it to be a musical. And I remember that from, like, the Steven Universe podcast. Um, so they must have known that for a bit because uh, that episode came out quite a bit before the movie was ready. Right. Speaking of movie, um, what is the best gem? Is it Spinel? Um, no, sadly. To me, no. to me, my favorite gem is Amethyst. Um, Spinel is Amethyst. a close second, though. But I think I like Spinel because of her aesthetic and her design and what you could do animation-wise with her. But Amethyst, the rubber hose animation. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Amethyst as a character, fun. I loved that um, as she grew over the show, grew over the course of the show, she kind of went from being the loud, rambunctious, kind of irresponsible older sister to Stephen to still being loud and rambunctious. But much more responsible, much more aware of Stephen's well-being and uh, mental health, and was even the first gem to be like, "I'm not. I'm gonna stop trauma dumping on you right now." Like the kindergarten episode was was very big. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, like how gems are formed, they are formed literally out of the ground, like like rocks, and they they are terraformed in a way from the resources of a, of a given planet and this is why the the gems are bad is because they go around the world the, the universe colonizing worlds and using it to make more gems which like uh organic life if there is organic life on a planet that they are invading uh it does not survive the invasion get slurped up yeah basically because they, they use like the life force on planets to create gems sometimes so like that kindergarten that was used to make a ton of gems, it's dead, and there's no repairing it. It's, it's just dead. As far as, like, you know, plants and shit that can grow there, right? Like, the soil yeah. is... Yeah. You get, turned into, you get turned into Nevada. Yeah, pretty much. I think they even had an episode where, like, uh, the character Peridot, who... Ooh, 
Peridot has a really good arc in Steven Universe. Peridot's my favorite. Yeah, I can see why. Uh, but yeah, she. I was gonna be like, she's my favorite too. Peridot tries to um fix Claude. the kindergarten, or at least try to like grow plants there, and like, oh well, maybe like you just need like a green thumb or whatever. Um, and they come back the next day, and all the plants are dead because the soil is there's nothing to sustain that stuff. In fact, it kind of died fast. So I'm thinking that like uh, it's not just dead; it's like anti-life. <laughs> you get the slurp. Slurp up the life. I was going to make a joke, but I will refrain joke just because of time. <laughs> all right. You're free to tell uh, jokes. No, I was, I mean, my, okay, well, my joke was going to be like, oh, it's slurped up life, just like in the government. Oh, no. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, make the mood down, but it doesn't matter anyway, I guess. And this, as far as the LGBTQ stuff, this was at a time where studios weren't really doing that they were even like disney was afraid to touch that kind of stuff because they were afraid about um international distribution and getting banned from specific countries and uh by doing that stuff so i guess right yeah um yeah bro pretty much because like back then there was like if there was anything um in terms of representation back then it was like literal breadcrumbs um, and it was the kind of stuff where people had to constantly read into subtext, and subtext is really easy for people to just dismiss. Um, and that kind of sucked for uh, a lot of LGBT fans growing up, I think. Before Steven Universe, Rebecca Sugar was working on like Adventure Time and was putting breadcrumbs of stuff with Marceline and uh, Bubblegum, and we all read it. It was all there, but like it was still subtle enough to where... Like, um, like it could be denied and we know it was because behind the scenes they just weren't allowed to do that stuff steven universe comes along and is fighting so hard behind the scenes just to like be like hey this is fine literally if we just air this it'll be fine and you know what it was fine like the most that like happened in terms of suffering was that the show lost funding but like it the steven universe being able to do the stuff that it did made other shows and other um, companies be more brave about uh, their forms of representation. We got, um, I remember it was like a slow trickle of, uh, so they were starting to show more like um, queer parents on screen, uh, and then they were letting uh, side characters be queer and have um, queer stories. And I feel and like we have amphibia. Yeah, I mean, we, we got to the point where uh, we have like amphibia in the Owl House, especially the Owl House, because they have an on screen lesbian couple that is the main character and uh, another one of the main characters side characters and they on screen will be like girlfriend girlfriend and a little kiss and a hug and all that they'll go on dates uh and it's we would not have something like that at all if it weren't for shows like steven universe steven universe i would say you kind of try to put it like if you try to stack steven universe up to queer representation now of course it's going to fall flat because it's one of the firsts Whenever they wanted to do something, they probably were fighting tooth and nail to even get that little bit in. And now those barriers are not as prevalent. Still exist, but not as prevalent. Yeah, I think between um, just the rise and the more vocal, you know, creators that are saying like, hey, what's wrong with being gay? As well as companies, you know, facing public consequences for not being inclusive. So um, for those who don't know, uh, Disney got a really big backlash I think a month ago, probably a month or two ago, because they, you know, secretly supported a governor who was trying to pass legislation that meant that, you know, 
Um, I think, from my understanding, they couldn't talk about, you know, gay, lesbian relationships in school. Yeah, but yeah, it was like, yeah, that was Florida. Though. Yeah, that's Florida. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's uh, Florida. Help me. And, I mean, it's nice. I mean, social media is nice in the way that, like, you know, Disney could have just done that and no one would have known the difference and or they, you know, there might not have been as big of a vocal backlashing where they were forced to do something. And so now... You know, especially in a company like Disney, where, you know, a good, you know, I would say like 30 to, you know, 50% of people that work for the company are, you know, fall under the, the LGBT plus spectrum mm-hmm. flag. It's a lot of letters. I'm sorry. Um, LGBTQIA2 plus. Yeah, it ends up isolating their um, their employees and it's ma- it makes them feel like they don't look at, uh, they don't work in a safe environment because you know regardless of your religious reviews you know people can 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 do what they want and i know like the old the old uh justification for all this was oh when we ship things to other countries and other countries like china aren't as supportive as same-sex relationships then we'll get banned and blocked and you know the consensus is like you know i think the 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 representation and the well-being of your employees is more important than making sure your product is distributed in every country ever. So, like, now I think... For those who haven't seen Lightyear, we talked about Lightyear uh, the last show, but there was a um, a lesbian kiss in Lightyear, and it was very, very subtle, like something you probably wouldn't even have noticed. It's a one, it was a one-second scene. It was, like, literally a literal, yeah. like, peck. There's a little peck. Yeah. 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 No tug, no hand-holding. And I think their attitude, well, and it was originally removed because of, you know, Disney being afraid of international distribution and, and China being mad at them. But now did you re- Did you see um, pictures on the, on the, on Twitter, like, of, like, southern states, like, fast-forwarding through that one scene? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I did, yeah, that was, that was weird. Yeah, so it's being censored in our country. Not, not just in China. It's so funny because like it's the, a scene that small, so insignificant, and you want you need to fast forward through it. it. Like literally, kids will blink and not see it. Oh no! Um, there was a really funny Daily Show segment they did like years and years ago where um, they had a gay couple walk around the 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 Mormon church in Salt Lake City, and they the the Mormon church called the cops on them. And they explained that, like, oh, we don't want any public displays of affection. And they were just like, we were holding hands. And then they, the Daily Show, to troll them, sent, like, a, a fake straight couple, like, making out all, the, all over the church. And they the church didn't do anything. So just to call out on their hypocrisy. So, you know, s- similar thing, I guess. But, um... Yep, yeah, it's, it's, it's not about what they say. They just want to remove you from the public discourse. It's never genuine, whatever these people say. I mean, it has me thinking back on, like, I remember reading this. I think this was both in the art book and also in the Stephen Universe podcast that the whole wedding thing, that was one of the things they had to fight the hardest for. Because Cartoon Network kept saying, Cartoon Network wouldn't say that it was because it was a, a gay wedding that they couldn't have it in the show. They kept making different kinds of excuses. First it was, oh, it's too boring for the demographic. Most of the people who watch the show are like uh, boys and boys don't like seeing weddings. And then Rebecca was like, well, that doesn't make sense because there's a ton of boy shows that have special episodes with a wedding in it. So it's not that. It's like, oh, well, still a wedding would be kind of boring. It's like, all right, well, what if we attach it to a big plot point? And then this, it was just a back and forth till eventually Cartoon Network let up and just like, okay, fine, you can have it. But, like, warning you, we were not sure how your show will last afterwards. 
Um, and it's like that apparently that's the kind of like censorship that they were getting behind the scenes whenever something was like given a note uh, because it had something gay in it. Um, Cartoon Network wouldn't say it was because it was gay explicitly all the time. Sometimes they would kind of make up a reason that didn't make sense. And Rebecca and the crew either had to just kind of be like, okay, fine, or fight it and be like, what what are you, what are you talking about? Do we need to change this? Yep. So it's, it's pretty much coming from the execs. It's not even just the, the random mother calls. It's, it's probably just the execs. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it was def- definitely execs and uh, what was the is it SMP uh, standards and practices? Standards and practices, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for those playing at home, standards and in practices, I think is a separate. I think is a separate entity within companies, but essentially, it's you get notes from standards and practices that they want to negate kids replicating things that they see in um, TV, which is kind of the gist of it. But the reality is, it's just a little bit of censorship for like shitty reasons like i think alex hirch was talking about gravity falls stuff and they like seuss was in a a fursuit and they were just like you got you can't have him in a fursuit because it will remind the the public of furries and i'm just like (laughs) but your disney you have you 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 made people to be in fursuits (laughs) you made them furries have you guys seen that alex hirsch tweet about like oh thousands of emails that he who has about like uh his interactions with smp and one of them was that like uh some dog had a shirt that said chub pup and they're like we can't have this in because uh chub is a little bit too inappropriate kind of sexual and alex was like it's a it's a dog it's a literal puppy with- that's that's kind of sus if the snp is thinking that's sexual yeah no like what, I'm, what, my brain what would, are they thinking my brain would never even go there so the fact that theirs did it's like the chubby puppy the chub part of that is inappropriate to you. what are you be looking at let me look at your internet history really quick. Yeah, yeah it's it's people just being overconscious and making dumb decisions because they're trying to justify their overconscious behavior. And a lot of the times these things like won't like even if there was no standards and practices, you know, a lot of times the public wouldn't notice. Like I don't think anyone would say anything about the chub puppy kind of thing, but you know, I think it's just mostly to mitigate risk if something does go viral and it looks bad on the company and be like, Oh, they put they put you know, this thing looks like a penis. They put it in the show and, you know, to catch kind of that stuff as well as the only reason it really should be used is to make sure kids aren't replicating things by mitigating stuff that kids could replicate, essentially. So, yeah. you know, like, we're not going to we're not gonna show you how to make a bomb on, you know, Steven Universe next episode. <laughs> so that burn! Kind of burn people! We're going to teach you how to shatter gems, though. Yeah, come in, um... Planetary genocide. That's something that the kids can imitate. So, um, I guess, Jay, to kind of keep the conversation going, um, you know, for those who don't know, this was a big deal, right? The show? Mm-hmm. Like, in what ways besides the representation? Hmm. I guess besides the rep- representation... Um... Like, what else made it a good show? Did you like, like, the mystery aspects of it where Sugar will put down clues... Um, but not present you with a with an entire puzzle. Oh, yeah. Or even a mystery to look for. So, like, you know, early in the series, they show Garnet having two gems, but all the other 
gems only have one. Yeah. And, like, it, it gives you the question, like, why does she have two? But you're not really presen- presented with the question. And then at the end of the series, like, it, it shows, oh, she's actually a fusion. If I remember correctly, the way the, sh- the show was kind of being built was... Because it's all from Steven's perspective. You're supposed to be there with him. He's he's in every single episode. Anything that you learn about, he's learning about at the same time. Um, right. Uh, they kind of had it be like, it's like you're growing up. Steven's growing up, he's seeing these things, not exactly getting them at first, but slowly as he's growing older and getting more context, he's getting them. And you're supposed to be getting them at the same time as him. So, like, uh, the yep. fusion thing, um, Stephen always probably noticed that Garnet had two gems, and it only started making sense to him in that episode where um, Why? she refuses. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're a fusion? What? Or um, uh, a little bit l- but- less popular of... Um, uh, Nah. If, if there's people watching this, I don't want to spoil that for them, but, I mean, they probably know it I mean, now. we already, I mean, you just already spoiled the Garnet thing. I was just like, guys. Well, like, that happens in, like, that happens in, like, season That's one. That's season one, okay? Like, the one, the, 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 the spoiler I was thinking about was one that changes the context of the entire show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, I guess, you know, if you want to look it up, but, um, later. But, yes, continue. Sorry. Yeah. I'll stop talking. But, um, I'm sorry, Twilight Sparkle got her wings. <laughs> Spoilers. No, it's Twilight Sparkle got her wings. The show's ruined. Oh, no, but ruined, um, ruined. you came for the Brony um, area too before you went to Steven Universe, right? Oh yeah, I was literally Steven Universe was what I went to right after MLP. Like, yeah, uh, I was like in middle school. I really, really loved My Little Pony. Um, all the stuff that I drew was inspired or like looked like uh, either MLP or Equestria Girls. And I remember um, that used to be like a little bit annoying to my parents because they're like, you draw um, animals all the time. How come you don't draw any humans? I'm like, I don't know how. Because <laughs> everything, everything was based but on My Little Pony. But I like the ponies, pony. Mom. And then um, I started watching Steven Universe. And Okay, wait. Actually, how I got introduced to Steven Universe is very interesting because I feel like most people had the same experience where... They were advertising Steven Universe really obnoxiously on Cartoon Network, but like, um, they had these like really awful ads of Steven screaming and um, the Cookie Cat. Cookie Cat. And um, but I was still like a kid, so it was like, oh, yeah, it still looks interesting. Um, they the episode that I remember them premiering with is Cat Fingers, with which is a horror episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, this sucks. Like, this is actually a really bad show. And I remember being mad and uh, outwardly being like, I don't like this show. And this was before it became popular to even hate Steven Universe. It just had that bad of, like, an intro. But that's not supposed to be the first episode. The first episode is Gem Glow, but they didn't premiere with that. Um, So I, like, was ignoring the show for a long while until um, eventually, I think I was, like... um, Trying to find you thought it was like another fad boy in Chum Chum. Yeah, no, it really lines. felt like that. Especially, I burned so much with some Nick Nicktoon shows uh, during that era. I was like, I'm not doing this. Um, but then uh, I just I, f- I forgot how I fell into this, but I think I discovered like Kim Cartoon or Kiss Cartoon that website, and Steven Universe is on there. So I'm like, ah, oh, well, I'm not doing anything right now. I might as well like watch some of these episodes. And I watched the full first half of the first season in order. And once I reached Water Gem, I was like. Oh no, this show's really good. <laughs> and uh, let's go. I caught up till um, I think a Stephen Bomb was happening on, on TV, and that was the Stephen Bomb that had um, Jailbreak and The Return. And I watched that live. Define Stephen Bomb, by the way. Oh yeah, uh, Stephen Bomb. A Stephen Bomb was this thing where. Um, 
Cartoon Network would sometimes premiere episodes of shows um, like one episode a day for a whole week. Um, and for Steven Universe, they called them Steven Bombs. And I think this was the second Steven Bomb because the first one had um, the Water Gem episode and such where they revealed Lapis Lazuli. But this one was um, where they had the return in Jailbreak, which is the episode where they introduce Jasper. Um, we get to see Peridot IRL, quote unquote. Um, Lapis returns and Garnet gets poofed and then we discover that she's a fusion. All that stuff happens at the end of this like bomb. And it was the craziest moment ever because imagine, I'm trying to remember how old I must have been, but like, I'm like a baby Jing Neutron on TV, I'm watching TV. I haven't seen any queer anything on television. And then not only do does the show drop the fact that Garnet is made of two lesbians and they kiss on screen and then like giggle and fuse. And then they have a song right afterwards talking about their relationship. And it's one of the best songs in the show. That was the, one of the craziest moments I ever experienced. And that's when I knew I was a Steven Universe fan for life. Was your parents watching with you? Because you're still probably a small child. I don't think so. I think I was watching it alone in our living room, and my parents were probably, like, either in their room or off at work. Would they have let you watch that? Oh, yeah, no. They, they at that, I'm pretty sure at that point, um, I was out about being yay, and they knew about it, um, so they weren't okay. that concerned about that stuff. Um, although it was, I do remember it was, like, uh, not the, the rest of my family is kind of, like, a little spotty in terms of rather they're homophobic or not. And I think I remember once watching, uh, I was watching the Coach Steven episode, and my aunt was there, and the fusion scene happened with, like, uh, Garnet and Amethyst. I remember my aunt being like, oh my god, oh my god, is this, is this allowed on television? They're gyrating! Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I mean, they were gyrating, to be fair. They were gyrating, and then Amethyst jumps into, like, Garnet's crotch, and that's just part of the fusion dance. That's just... That's just really funny. Mom, come and get the worst moment during anime. Ah, <laughs> oh, that did happen once with Adventure Time, though. Oh, no. My mom walked in while I was watching Adventure Time, and I think it was an episode where they were in a dungeon, and uh, my mom walked in and was like, oh, what's this cute show you're watching? And I'm like, oh, I'm watching Adventure Time, and just as, like, I finished saying that, like, this angel character turns into this, like, demon with a really terrifying face and starts screeching at Finn, and my mom goes, really, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. It's the show. You didn't see the setup. You didn't see the setup. <laughs> There's context behind it. I swear. And then I, I, she didn't let me. I wasn't allowed to watch Adventure Time in her room anymore. She didn't stop me from watching it altogether. She just said I couldn't watch it in her room. Oh. <laughs> Please don't scar me, Jake. <laughs> I just want to watch my soaps in peace. Um, I okay. I guess. Um, when did the show end? Remind me. And then, like, how was the fandom adapted to not having a active show? Or is it so active? And, like, I have no idea how that scene is like. So tell me. Tell me about your secrets. Oh, true. When did the show end? I'm pretty sure. Um, well, the show ended um, in a weird state because Cartoon Network didn't tell people that it was the finale. So, like, it was just supposed to be the finale for that season of that arc. It was when they were doing the... Um, whole uh diamonds homeworld arc it was a 40 40 like it was a 44 minute special and everyone's like this feels like the end of the show but they haven't said if it's edited or not and then they went on hiatus for a really long while um and then they announced the movie at like a, a convention and then i think the movie aired september 2019 right i think it was before the right. pandemic 
Um, Before the world ended. And then uh, Steven Universe Future was announced, I think, the year after. And that ended in 2021, I think? No. 2022, because it was still... It was still at the beginning of the pandemic, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, we were like around 2020. And since then, we haven't, we've been getting Steven Universe content, but very, very small nuggets. They have three, con- they have three games. Um, the first one was for apps. The second one was for consoles. And the third one was also for apps, specifically like the, the Apple Arcade thing that Apple's been doing. But they also released that onto consoles as well. And that just recently got an update like uh, a week ago. Okay, so it's oh the the Warner the the multiverse smash thing that Warner Brothers is doing. Um, no, that's I think that's that's different. But um, oh okay, that, I guess that would count as also this. They, they obviously Warner still likes Steven Universe to some degree and knows that people like it because they put them in um, multiverses. I, that which was not something I was expecting. I did not think that Steven Universe was uh, like I, I didn't know that Warner Brothers would want to put Steven Universe next to Bugs Bunny, but it makes sense. In terms of the fandom, I mean, like, they're there, but I don't think the the scene of making content based off that show is as big anymore. I think I sometimes occasionally see, like, an animatic or something, but um, honestly... They're like bronies, they went to hibernation. Yeah, and I mean, like, the, 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 the fan creation scene of Steven Universe was never as big as something like MLP, but it, 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 it like, once the once Future ended... They had their own conventions, right? Though. Yeah, they had. I think they did have a Beach City Con and I think something else. Yeah. Which I which I applied to and they never they never got back. I never got to go to any of Universe. Yeah, um, I guess comparatively, if you guys don't, if people don't know what we're talking about, um, the My Little Pony scene back on its high point had and still has multiple conventions just about the My Little Pony show. So compared to Steven Universe, there was like one Steven Universe Con, um, but I guess the the, the pony stuff was much more in demand zeitgeist-wise than Steven Universe, I guess. Like, it's still really popular, but I think just the nature of the ponies being fun to think about conceptually as, like, being a good show kind of worked within its favor, from my understanding. Yeah. And, like, well, Steven Universe did have, like, a massive impact. I'm thinking about the kind of people that, like, Steven Universe appealed to, and that was a... I feel like that was, like, a little bit more niche than what MLP had going for it. MLP because it was like a, a cute little general audience pastel show that really wasn't trying to rock the boat at all. It was just really good. That like blew up a ton. Uh, meanwhile, Steven Universe was just kind of one of Cartoon Network shows. It was um, impactful enough to where people wanted to make uh, like little cons based off of it. Because I'm trying to think if there are any other Cartoon Network shows that like had that specifically. Uh, I think the only other kind of cartoon that I could think of that would um, match Steven Universe in that way would be maybe Adventure Time, but I don't know enough about Adventure Time to know if there was any cons about Adventure Time. But um, either way, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where there's not a specific con for that, but you do see a lot of people cosplaying um, yeah. as those characters. Like even when I do general comic conventions, um, there's still people cosplaying as as, as Kim Possible and Chigo, you know. So it's kind of it kind of has that vibe where people come out if there's something that they want to wear a costume to but there's not an event specifically based around that media yeah that makes sense and so and i mean and then there's a whole entire other side of the discussion around steven universe which was uh towards the um second half of that show's existence because steven universe got so popular you know how anything that gets really popular gets that 
counter critique fandom to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steven Universe's uh, counter critique fandom, or I forgot, I forgot, they're, they're, I think they were called like Steven SU Crits or something. Mm-hmm. That scene was Crits. kind of nuts. And there are a few videos that had such an impact that uh, whenever Steven Universe is brought up, people will start talking about those same points at nauseum, even if it's not related to the conversation. I mean, there's people who will um, unironically just, like, hate on Steven Universe, despite having never watched it or really knowing anything about it, and when they express the reasons why they don't like the show, they show that they don't know anything about the show. Yeah, Steven Universe entered, like, was one of, like, one of the big sh- early shows that entered in, like, the political discourse, and, like, oh, this is this, and people pointing out to Steven Universe being, like, the the, the fall of the world, and that's, like, like when Gamergate was also flaring up as well, so they all got kind of tied together. It, it was it was it was kind of it was kind of nuts. So back then, even though people completely ignore that forever, um, people have been fighting for progressive things inside cartoons. Just the censors were like just more powerful. Like Hey Arnold has some pretty progressive themes and tones, but like the people had a fight tooth and nail to just get those things in there. Just mentioned. Um. Yeah, I was just gonna. Um, they're out there, like, as a content creator that specializes um, not only in my own animations and stuff, but also critique. It's frustrating when people are just regurgitating information that is from a content creator that they like that has a lot of views versus being more critical about in their own right and just and also realizing that they might have a slightly different opinion. Like, something that um, I... I here being brought up a lot is kind of the general thesis of Steven Universe being like, you know, work to work with your family and, you know, it's, you can, you can salvage your family relationships if you work hard because they're important and stuff like that. And I get the understanding that like, out of context, that can be a really toxic message about how, you know, you need to not cut people off and make it work because they're a family, quote unquote. But I guess at the same, like, I guess at the same time, I don't think there's a difference. There's a there's a distance between artist intent, and I don't think Rebecca Sugar meant to not cut people off. Essentially, yeah. There's no need to there's no need to attribute malice to the, the, what's essentially a good like message. One of the, one of the things that stood out to me the most uh, when it comes to uh, conversation about Steven Universe is. The joke about that Stephen forgave stand-ins for Hitler, sh- like that has been like that's the, the one of the things I hear the most. And but when you actually watch the show, and if you actually know history, that is very insulting to say. <laughs> it's like ignoring the fact that the show was created by someone who is Jewish, and that's just a disgusting thing to imply that a, uh, a Jewish creator would even try to imply that. The gems are not people, like they're not humans like us. And uh, a lot of the things that they try to attribute to, um, because they'll they'll be like, okay, well it's space imperialism, so it always has to be space Nazis. And no, Nazis were way more like uh, insidious than this, the whole entire thing about like that kind of stuff as well. Here on earth, when that stuff happened, people were, convincing other people to be discriminatory and racist and committing all these atrocities to try and mold this world into a twisted thing only for them, the gems just existed like that. Like, they are... Yeah, they're like, they were they were implied to be, like, technology that was just operating. 
So you subscribe to the automaton thing? Yeah, but because like, 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 like they're, they're, they're the that's like in the text. It's um even in like the art book they describe how homeworld was supposed to be represented, but they just didn't have time to put it in. That this is a they this is a society that is uh, exists completely devoid of anything that us humans have. Like while us humans would have like we have um walkways and um uh, roads and traffic lights just to make sure that everyone has a way to get to and from places these gems literally just have transport tubes that take them to their specific jobs and uh, don't even have homes if anything they just kind of get put into storage when they're not in use they are literally electronics <laughs> and so when even even though it's still bad uh the kind of stuff that they were doing it was kind of to a degree of they don't really have a point a point of reference to be able to tell what would be better while people on earth definitely did and purposefully ignored it because they just don't like other people right like you wouldn't attribute a, a shark to being evil just because it bit your leg you just it wants to eat food you can hate the shark but you can't just say it's it's mm-hmm. trying to burn even, it's, in, it's just even the show itself uh, in having that be part of its text still doesn't go well you should just kind of like let that happen the show is very consistent about saying that no you should be able to stand up for yourself sometimes you do have to fight for things to change just because that's how the way things were doesn't mean that's the way things should be that's why how steven and his existence is complete is in complete opposition to whatever white diamond had going on direct it you should you should still engage in direct action but you should try to work within your means if you can another thing uh which another thing about uh the show and it's like uh messaging that uh people kind of like they kind of only semi like seem to talk about um is the whole entire thing about people feel like the diamonds should have died at the end because they committed all these atrocities and i understand why they feel that way they also tend to say that without considering the real world consequences of what that would cause like people are still like how come the diamonds are still there and existing Uh, how come steven hasn't shattered them and it's like well the kind of personal justice kind of um, way I can understand that, but when you think about if the diamonds were shattered, that would cause a power vacuum that other gems would attempt to try and he like utilize. Which in the, in the games that does happen when the diamonds are out of power, uh, there's these garnets that try to um, take power back, and that ultimately fails. But um, then there's also the fact of that uh, the diamonds have a, such a power because they're like they're like the god beings of the species that them being removed means that suddenly there is multiple kinds of ailments that gems have that cannot be healed because the only people that could heal them were diamonds, like uh, gems that were shattered or gems that were cracked or et cetera, et cetera. So like, yep. The vic the victory isn't changing the culture, not just beating up the big bad. Yeah, and without the diamonds, a lot of that healing would be way way harder. And even though nobody has to like those diamonds, Stephen especially does not need like the diamonds. Does he not like the diamonds in the text? He's just like, eh, they're annoying and they're too clingy. Yeah, but I think I, and I think people get kind of wrapped up in still trying to attribute the diamonds as, to real world political figures. That, like, while the diamonds dying would, um, you think about that, it's like, oh no, that's, uh, that would would complicate things way too much for people. They're diamonds. They're aliens. They have, their species works completely differently. That same thing is not going to be able to, like, uh, match up to real life political figures throughout history. 
to where maybe uh, some um i'm pretty sure they're they could have made things worse even. yeah i'm pretty sure there's like some historical figures that like their death did actually lead to things getting better because they had such a grip on things. Um, but yeah, no. Plans. If you if you try to remove like a political leader and then you don't have a plan afterwards, you just create anarchy. And that's a, that's literally and, a thing that Steven Universe talks about too with Bismuth. Like, um, I th- I feel like the sh- the show doesn't really like uh, go into depth with it and just kind of says, but like that would be wrong because we're the crystal gems and like. Bismuth is like, what, what the hell are you talking about? I'm a crystal gem too, and et cetera, et cetera. But the, if the sh- the show probably could have mentioned, hey, you know, what happens like after we kill them? Well, everyone's free, but then everyone's free, but not everyone thinks like us. There's still people who really, really look up to the diamonds, and now they're dead. And the diamonds are probably the only people that would have, like, been able to change their minds, if at all. They're trying to hit at the cycle of hate. You know, you 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 remove someone's, like, leader, and then someone comes after you. It's becomes You become the Goblin King. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a thing in Goblin lore, is if the way to become the king is by killing the king. Therefore, if someone else wants to become the king, then they have to get rid of you. And it just creates this never-ending cycle. Yeah, and like, but no one really ever talks about that uh, side of the discussion of the way Steven Universe discusses uh, those kind of things because it's much funnier and it feels more like a gotcha to say that Steven forgave Hitler, and that's where yeah, it ends. They just want to be hype. It's just trying to be hyperbolic. That's that's just all it is. It's like people on the internet who are into art might not have the best social skills and need to regurgitate stuff they hear on the internet. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just wanted to point out too. Like, um, I get just for a more PC version of this. Um, I do get here and get similar discussion as far as like um the gargoyles with the Hunchback of Notre Dame and how annoying and shitty they are and. Like, I get that, and they do clash with the tone a lot for the movie, because the movie is, like, a super serious movie for the most part. But are, are they the worst thing that's ever existed in the history of cinema? No. If, you don't, if you're a kid and don't know any better, are that they... That would be really, Jar Jar. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to be like, someone's going to make a Jar Jar joke. <laughs> like, if you're a kid who doesn't know any better, you'll probably be fine. And I think that's something people forget, is if children are consuming a lot of this stuff they don't have a basis as far as what is a annoying character like you know i think you know take a poll as far as people who don't hate georgia are and i bet there were children when the prequels came out as far as just general exposure to that the people who mostly were vocal about georgia at the time were the adult critics it's adults yeah like yeah you know Mm -hmm. so it's dumb you know and i think that's like I think that's one of the reasons, this is a little bit side tangy, but one of the reasons the Star Trek, or not the Star Trek, one of the reasons the Star Wars his, uh, the Star Wars prequels have dated so well is because the people who were, um, I mean, they are shitty films um, fundamentally, you know, and constructively, but the people that were introduced to them were children and don't have a good critical, as good as a critical understanding of if good or bad movies in comparison. So... You know, and then as far as the bad plot points and just the general, like, structurally bad parts of the prequels, you have emotional ways to fix those, like Star, like the Clone Wars series, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is really good. And then, you know, like, ways to fix it within the, the, the structure of the show by, 
you know, subsequent, subsequent material. And the same thing with uh, Rogue One and Star Wars, too, because everyone and their mother would complain about how the Death Star had one hole where, you know, it would blow up, it isn't that convenient, and, you know, I saw it 5,000 times growing up, but they actually, you know, incorporated that as a plot point, and a dramatic plot point, and I think that helped, I think that kind of solved the problem for everyone, and also made a good story out of, you know, that. So, you know, I think there's ways to fix your canon, you just gotta... Release take, a pod racing game. Yeah, take some space and think about how 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 to address the story emotionally, but also dramatically. Mm. So anyway, there's there's my soapbox. <laughs> Any other points, um, Jake? You want to bring up about Steven Universe um, that I that you can think of? One more thing. Um, okay. And I think this is only one. This is this is still in relation to like uh, the whole other side of uh, SU reaction, which was. The way people discuss art and animation in regards to Steven Universe is crazy to me. But it also kind of made sense because... The Cal, the Cal Arts discourse. Yeah. And I think it comes from a lot that, like, um, there are a lot of people who love animation, but don't really know the ins and outs of how it's made and why certain things are probably really high fidelity and some other things have to cut corners and they're highly critical of that kind of stuff sometimes to a degree where it's almost unfair and sometimes where it's totally fair but like could have said it yeah. better you do animation too right mm-hmm. yeah animation. so you, you you know the the struggle of if you try to make something complicated it's gonna be hell to make that thing move Oh yeah, I know that like uh, the pilot for Steven Universe has like a really detailed art style, which is beautiful, but it was not going to be viable for a Cartoon Network show. You look at the cartoon, you look at the shows on Cartoon Network. Most of them have really simple flat styles because it's easier uh, to draw, easier to be ordered, and you don't have to get so many revisions. Uh, yeah, some seen... some yeah, some shows don't have like the budget of like a a, a Death Note, which costed like I, somewhere in the ballpark of like ten million dollars per episode to yeah. to animate. Even even the with the simple styles of a lot of these Cartoon Network shows, they still have errors. The budgets are still or, huge. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they still they still have errors and um, some bugs that show up that like they kind of leave in because it's still expensive to get fixed. And I I would not know the specifics for why um, every single kind of um, error might happen or um, some inconsistencies. I remember hearing that like Steven Universe was a little weird in the way that they went about um, animation because the storyboards were, depending on what studio was working on an episode, um, the animators would literally like trace off of the storyboards as like a, a really hard and fast guide, which means if the storyboard artists weren't super on model, nor would the animation, which is strange because storyboards don't have to be on model. And, um, or at least they usually don't have to be on model. Um, yeah, that was, that was just a studio goof. Yeah, and Steven Universe kind of would get criticism for that. I, to me, it's like a nitpick, because like uh, if you're really into the show, it's not really going to matter that on one episode Steven's nose is slightly lower than it is on the other. But it, w it was something that was brought up a ton, to the degree where people started just making stuff up about the production of Steven Universe. I feel like we all might know of a particular video made by a particular person that 
tried oh, to imply that I, d- I know Universe, I know this one. Yeah, yeah, it's infamous. Um, Steve, that Steven starts, Universe starts starts um, with an E. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I say? Oh, but uh, they, they, they were implying that uh, Steven Universe doesn't have model sheets. That all their storyboards are like pencil scratches or made in paint, like Windows Paint. They were <laughs> they were trying to imply that not even imply they just outright said um, that they. Th- that they're pretty sure that the model sheets that they use for the show are based off of fan art because like they saw um fan vectors that were actually traced from the model sheets that were officially released by the crew universe it was what i mean that video had a lot of problems but that part made me mad because like uh, uh you can't you can't make a show if you don't have model sheets. yeah like, like- like, like, like what is, how do you think that they make this stuff? How are people? How is? How are any of the animators gonna know what to do if they don't have model sheets? How is that possible? And how could you just program to know? Just gotta know. And I was just wondering, like, how does how does how does this video get like made? And like, this person pushed it out and couldn't do like a simple search to sh- to find out that like the crew posts the the behind the scenes stuff from like years ago. But Tumblr. but it's not clickbaity if it's not dramatic. You gotta be a reactionary, right. man. But like, it was it was so nuts because I remember watching like uh, the work in progress preview of it, be like, oh yeah, they kind of got some points, and then like they got to that, and I realized, oh no, oh no, they don't know what they're talking about. Oh god, and people are going to stick with this. And you know what? That video had such a big impact that whenever I'd like post about Steven Universe for like a, a year or two, I would get comments under my post regurgitating stuff that that video said. Like, even the stuff about them, they don't even have model sheets. Like, what do you mean they don't have model sheets? It's a Cartoon Network show. How would they not have model sheets? Here are the model sheets. I think that's just a general problem with distribution of information. Because a lot of times when people put something in a... I mean, like, I had to deal with this when people were calling me bad names. But, like, you know, there was no any, there was no source information. I'm just like, okay, but where are you getting your information? It's like, oh, it's this thing. And I'm just like, where did they get their information? <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, is it possible that they might be lying to get attention? I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just like I, I, I like being right about the first piece. No, I like being right about the first piece of information I consume for the sake of my own ego and you know human psychology stuff like that. So anyway, the moral of this is source your information if you're going to complain Check about something the sources. on the internet. Like, yeah. And I, I, I've, I feel like this kind of like plays into that. Like a lot of the times because this is. We all know how uh, mimetic stuff works, where um, you see something that's um, angering or feeds into like a bias you already have, and you just kind of like, go with it. Um, you don't check the sources or anything, you just kind of believe it. And that's what happened a lot with Steven Universe, because there's a lot of people who already disliked Steven Universe, subtly for political stuff, or maybe overtly. Um, and some people who just didn't like it because it seemed cool to them to not like it. They weren't going to give the show a chance. Or maybe they did give the show a chance and it didn't impress them. But it was it, 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 there's, a, there's like a stark difference between being like, I don't know, Steven Universe isn't really for me. I didn't really like the show. I didn't really like the art style. Um, the stories just didn't say anything to me. That's like, uh, you, you can have that opinion. But when you start going to saying like incorrect things about the crew, saying that the show was like lazily made, or um, the show was plagiarizing from fans about stuff, or um, even like what I was talking about earlier about like um, saying the show had like um, carelessly implied these things politically when it doesn't, 
when you pay attention to the show that Steven Universe is just surrounded by that stuff and it still is today and it's so annoying whenever Steven Universe trends because like at first it will start trending because people are like have, are like just sharing fan art or they're celebrating that like the show had an anniversary and then the comments will be like half of them are people just hating on the show for those weird incorrect reasons like people do these things to, to get attention and feel validated because they lack validation in their regular lives. All the libs by dunking on Steven Universe. <laughs> Mom, look how important I am. My 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 post about dumping on Steven Universe got like twenty likes. On Twitter.com. Well, no. Go back to the basement, Billy. We'll have this rules <laughs> later. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like in in, in general, like Steven Universe uh, is. It's, 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 I think it's the only show that I can think of right now that is in this weird limbo of it is both cool to highly regard it and also completely shit on it. And there's stuff in between. I know I have um, friends that, like, for most of the reasons that people don't like Steven Universe, that's not the reason why they dislike it. They dislike it for some other more specific reasons. Or they love the show. I know I love the show, but I have a ton of criticisms for it. But, like, the, the fact that the main two camps of mainstream thoughts on steven universe is either yeah that show was a bomb i remember how that made me feel or ew that CalArts bean mouth show disgusting i just gotta my opinion only comes from youtubers so i have to agree with them oh youtubers <laughs> only youtubers can inform my my decisions yeah, and it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's okay if you don't like Steven Universe, it's okay if you don't even like Kim Possible, just, just don't <laughs> But, um, Kim Possible, you know... Kim Possible's kind of mid, not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's got, she's, it's, it's mid with Sick her midriff, but, you know, it's like, just don't be, you know, a, a bitch, like, not a bitch about it, but just don't be, like, rude about it either, and just, like, be constructive with your criticism, or be constructive with why you don't like it, like... Like, I talk about, like, how consuming art is very aesthetic as far as, like, do you like, you know, do you like this kind of vibe? Do you like even the color palette for a show like Steven Universe? And if you don't, like, that's fine, but you have to describe it as, like, oh, you know, I just don't like slice-of-life shows. I like stuff that's more, that, you know, starts with the plot right away, like Avatar, which, again, is fine, but describe it that way and not just be like, ew, Steven Universe looks gross, I'm not gonna watch it. Like, you have to think about why you don't like these things instead of just... Yeah. Well, Steven like Universe it. has it all. Like, you know, it's Slice Life, and then it has an overarching arc, and then it has a lot of filler, because... Well, I mean, like, shows that start off with, like, a big, structured um, story point and introduction as far as the world building, versus Steven Universe starts out pretty like, like you, you, chill. You got, yeah, like, the first five up. minutes to get someone hooked on a show, or else they'll just click off. I, mean, I think about, like, um... I think I don't know if if we'll ever get to this point, and this I see this this kind of like these thought the way people express their feelings on art and all mediums, but just a lot of people don't know how to differentiate differentiate between their opinion and an objective criticism. If that makes sense, like I'll mm-hmm. you'll, you'll come across yeah. somebody who will say something is objectively bad, and then their opinion is something that literally only affects them. But Jake, my opinions are facts. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> I, I mean, and you get you get a lot of this too when people are becoming artists, but they want to market themselves as more of an artist. And you know, you'll get like objectively your proportions are wrong um, when you're doing your characters, and then they'll take it super personally. I'm just like, no, you just don't know how to measure the human body yet, or that's just not how those work. And 
you know. It's a style. Like, it's, it's you know, go go do some homework, but that doesn't, you know, that, do, I don't know why I'm rambling, but that doesn't mean you're a bad person because you don't know how to draw a, a hand or yeah, whatever. That, that, so. that, that's something that kind of, like, you practice. Kind of I draw them like a Lego claw. You draw, you draw like a Lego claw. Yeah, I'll draw Lego claws instead. There, I'll get past my my homework assignment. So true. <laughs> so this is what my life drawing teacher wanted, right? Lego claw. All right, I think I think we're good as far as discussion. If you guys are good, um, so Jake, where can the people find you and your your shit if they want to find uh, you and your let's shit? See. I am most active on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, YouTube is Jake Neutron. No space, and the N is not capitalized. Um, and then Twitter, it's at the Jake Neutron, um, because apparently Jake Neutron was taken on Twitter. <laughs> so I had to put me. And you usually use a little Jimmy Neutron for your icon right now, right? Yeah, right now it's Jimmy Neutron because I'm doing that Jimmy Timmy Power Hour Friday Night Funkin' mod. Well, that's it won't be there forever, forever though. <laughs> One day, I'll, I'll convert back. What a, what a, what a fun... What a fun use of of, of your free time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta go back to my roots. Literally, Jimmy Timmy Power Hour is the whole like the only reason I'm called Jake Neutron is because I was obsessed with Jimmy Timmy Power Hour when I was like seven. So here we are now. Return to tradition. Yeah. Oh, you you might have as bad of a username as I love Kimball. It's very very specific names. <laughs> Mine's I off know. of a batch of the gathering card. <laughs> <laughs> So you can find um, I love Jimmy Neutron a lot. I love Jimmy Neutron. You know what? Hold on. Dare me to change my Twitter name to that right now? Do you think it will let me, or do you think it would be too long? Um, you can you could probably put I love JN a lot. You might have That's to use have to you might have mind, to use Leet so. Speak. Jimmy. Neutron. Spell love L U V. Oh, I misspelled Jimmy Neutron a lot. <laughs> Jimmy oh, it worked. Okay, well, it worked. That. <laughs> you did it. I, I have too much power. Anyway, um, you got to witness that live audience. I mean, not really, but, you know, it live in the moment, in our moment. But anyway, if you're new to the podcast, um, so this is animation communication subset of my main channel called I Love Kim Possible On, and I go by KP there, I guess, for some reason. But we upload weekly, usually, unless there's a, um, unless we have some errors, which happened last week, and Lightyear is supposed to be out last week, but then... My, um, our guest, um, our guest audio cut like a good chunk of her portion. Oopsie, <laughs> oopsie. Yeah, it happens. So Jake, I hope your audio doesn't cut out. Which I want to. It's been recording for an hour um, and twenty-two minutes. So as long as it doesn't corrupt. I will see. But then and then we yeah. Then when we get the file back, it will just be all silence. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, damn it! Not again. That no, would suck. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so we're on YouTube, um, obviously, um, and then obviously, no, obviously on all your favorite podcasts, provider things, and Spotify, if you like podcasts, because a lot of people, I'm just like, when I go to conventions, they're just like, I have a podcast too, and they're just like, I don't really like podcasts, and that's, that's fine, but, you know, it's, it's here if you want it, so, um, yeah, and go consume podcasts. We're having, we're just just having fun doing it. it, so if you want to listen to it or not, we're, we're cool. Or, yeah, it's just, it just here if you want to, or if you want to learn about how animation works, then there's all fucking 70 episodes that you can can learn about. So, all right, well, thank thanks so much, Jake, for being a guest. Thank you, I love Jake, Jimmy Neutron a lot for officially your, your, yeah, your guest role. Yeah, thank you for having me on. 
Yeah, of course. Um, and then I guess for, if you're listening to podcasts, we have a nice quench. If you're new to the podcast, we have a nice quench of 70 episodes, like we said at the beginning. But if you're old to the podcast, then I guess we'll see you probably next week for p.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Eastern for uploading times, depending on how you consume your, your podcast. If you want if you want the little YouTube loopy thing or, or not. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time on Animation Communication. See you. Bye. Bye.